Hello, everyone. This is Attack the Backlog, the podcast where I, Mark Nez, tries to make a dent in their backlog one game at a time. This episode is all about The Simpsons Hit and Run, the game many called Grand Theft Simpsons, but it's really just The Simpsons Road Rash 2, colon, now you can get out of the cartoon. I hate this game. I love how much love it has for the series. I love its recreation of Springfield and how every nook and cranny is packed with references for the superest of superfans. And most surprising of all, I love how the game plays. I've played many driving first, last driving only games, and The Simpsons Hit and Run is in the upper tier among them. And while the 3D platforming is minimal, outside of wonky camera issues indoors and an inconsistent double jump that sometimes doesn't want to register, I found the platforming surprisingly enjoyable as well. What I didn't enjoy, however, was the mission structure and general game design that too often frustrates and artificially stretches out the game's length by forcing you, at times, to purchase outfits and vehicles for single missions that serve no purpose other than making sure you take the time out of the story to explore the world in search of coins galore, something I would have done and did do on my own without any push from the game itself. But let's focus on the good before I get to the bad. If you're a Simpsons fan, you are going to love how much attention to detail was put into Hit and Run. As a Laps fan myself, I had a blast seeing references to bits and gags I still remember from over 20 years ago, but for anyone who's stuck with the show all these years, well, at least through 2003 since that's when Hit and Run originally came out, and I doubt there are references to future episodes in the game, I can only imagine how much joy you'll get from the love put into this game, evident by the fact real Simpsons fan would tell me about this reference and that reference as I streamed the game and had many go over my head and drag I didn't catch a single one. But even though plenty were missed, I still remembered enough to get a lot out of my time and I think that's important because, as I'll get to shortly, the game itself is bad and that means the degree to which you'll enjoy Hit and Run is 100% relying on how big of a Simpsons fan you are. If you aren't a fan at all, Hit and Run, Hit and Run. However, if you are a fan and you're able to get past the poor mission and game design, you'll get so much from Hit and Run that it would be crazy to leave the scene of the crime, but I think it's time we get our hands dirty and talk about why Hit and Run is a bad game. Quick tangent, the story is whatever, but the fact they got all of the original voice actors gives it a credibility that more than makes up for the whatever nature of the story. As alluded to earlier, while you can get out of vehicles and play Hit and Run like any other collect-a-thon 3D platformer, at its core Hit and Run is just Road Rash 2 with more variety. Outside of two or three platforming missions, every story inside mission is vehicle-based, whether that be racing, tailing, smashing, or some combination of the three or other such driving missions in the in-between. This isn't bad inherently because, as I said, before, the driving feels surprisingly good. But as you get deeper and deeper into the game, missions become more and more annoying to the point of infuriation. One of the reasons for this is thanks to some of the most aggressive AI I've ever had the displeasure of dealing with. It's mostly a problem with race-based missions, but the AI drives like I do, ramming into me like crazy, regularly pushing me into obstacles that would send my vehicle spinning out of control, requiring me to rewrite myself, often wasting enough time to not even bother trying to catch up, forcing a restart in its what makes it all extra annoying is that you can sometimes do this to the AI themselves and there are also plenty of instances where the AI does something stupid on its own. However, the AI is way better at correcting itself whether it be from a self-inflected screw-up or a player-induced mix-up, so it's rare to ever get the AI so out of whack that you can 
can build up a healthy lead. There is also a very generous rubber banding system that adds to the frustration and is something I never like in any game with any kind of driving element. This can be somewhat alleviated by going back to old missions with cars unlocked in later missions that are way more powerful than the game thinks you should have at the time, but this is only a band-aid to a wound in need of stitches. When not racing, the game will ask you to do other tasks like ramming vehicles until they explode, ramming vehicles so they drop goods for you to collect, following vehicles as they drop goods for you to collect, and going from point to point to point on a bunch of errands in what is hit and run's closest resemblance to road rage. These missions wouldn't be bad if not for one factor. They are all timed and timed missions suck. Now, as much as I hate the concept of timed missions on their own, I would have kind of maybe been okay with their prevalence if there was any kind of checkpointing system, but there isn't. This means if a mission is broken up into four parts, first part trailing a vehicle, second part collecting goods at trail vehicle's location, third part trailing again, and the fourth part having you destroy said vehicle, if you successfully complete the first three parts but fail the fourth, you have to start over from the beginning at part one. This is annoying and makes the inclusion of time limits so unbelievably frustrating that I got closer to throwing my controller than I've been in years. I did learn, way later than I would have liked, that there is an option to skip story missions if you fail them enough, but I'm not sure what the criteria for the option is and only saw it crop up the one time. Regardless, the time limits compounded with the lack of checkpointing make almost every single mission more annoying and tense than they have any right to be, but it gets worse. The hit and run in the title refers to the game's wanted system, by which I mean, if you commit enough crimes, hit and run will pop on the screen and the cops will come to stop your ass and rob you of 50 hard-earned coins. This wouldn't be bad if there was a meter that built up if you stopped moving when a car was near, but all that needs to happen is for a cop to show up near you the second you stop moving at all. If that happens, say goodbye to those coins and hello to an immediate autosave so you can't even reload the game to get your coins back. What makes it all especially bad is not the system itself, don't get me wrong, I'm not a fan of it and wish it was more forgiving, but the real issue lies in how fast and easily you can build up the hit and run meter. When every little thing contributes to said meter, from hitting other cars to hitting people and any obstacle in your way, it's very easy to go from empty to hit and run in a matter of seconds, especially when so many paths are filled with shit you'll have to work extra hard to avoid. It's as if the game wants you to smash a bunch of shit but then immediately punishes you for doing it. I honestly believe Hit and Run would have been a much better game if the entire Hit and Run system was removed. Would that require a renaming of the game? Maybe, or maybe it is fine just being called Hit and Run without a Hit and Run system. It adds nothing but annoyance and frustration and nobody wants or needs that. It all ends up making what could have been an amazing game into one I loathe as I played more and more. I can't remember the last time I played a game where I immediately fell in love with it only to see my love slowly wither and die over time as weeds of hate invaded my space. I did go back for a chill collectathon stream after letting a few days pass post completing the game, and that did dissipate my hatred somewhat. However, it only reminded me of how good Hit and Run could have been, but wasn't. There is, however, a silver lining to everything and something I don't think any other game has ever done before, at least I can't think of another game that's done this, and that's the ability to both run over and beat the shit out of children. You do have to pay attention to the hit and run meter, of course, but as long as you pace yourself, you can run over and kick the living shit out of all the kids you could ever want, and there's something oddly joyous and incredibly humorous about that. You can also do the same to any main character as you wish, Simpsons family included, and if nothing else, I will 
always remember the smiles I had while beating the shit out of children, one kick and one kid at a time. Anyway, that will do it for this episode of Attack the Backlog. Once again, I am Marcus Nez. Y'all can find me pretty much everywhere at PX Sausage. The site, the YouTube, the Patreon, the Discord, and so much more can be found over at PXSausage.com. That is again PXSausage.com. But that is it. That is all. As always, thank you for watching or listening. I hope you enjoyed this year episode and I hope you have a wonderful, wonderful rest of your day. So for now, adios, arrivederci, bye! Peanut.